The following is a KNON Theater of the Air production in cooperation with Lone Star Sound and the Art Center Theater of Plano, Texas. And now, Gunsmoke, The Trial. Around Dodge City and in the territory of the West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job and it makes a man watchful, and a little lonely. Matt! Matt, where are you? Sit down, Doc. I'll be right in. How are you, Doc? What are you doing out there, Matt? Watering the prisoners? Oh, I haven't got any prisoners. Well, then you're falling down on the job. Offhand, I could think of a dozen men around Dodge that ought to be in jail. Why don't you give me a list, Doc? I'm going to need somebody to bring to trial next week. What do you mean? There's a new circuit court judge coming. He's going to be disappointed if there's nothing for him to do. A new judge? Uh-huh. Well, what happened to Judge Brooking? Needed help, I guess. After all, he has to cover about the whole of western Kansas. Well, who's this new man? What's his name? A fellow by the name of Judge Stokes. That's all I know about him. Well, I hope he's a good one. I've seen some remarkably unlearned judges in my time. Well, it's not an easy job, Doc. And out here, it doesn't pay enough to make it worthwhile to most men. Judge Brooking could probably do twice as well back east. Well, so could I, Matt. Oh, I know, Doc. Then you wouldn't have anything to complain about. You'd shrivel and die if that happened. Well, at least I wouldn't go to the pauper's grave I'm headed for now. Lend me a hundred dollars, will you? <laughs> oh, oh, lend you a hundred. Call it in, Homer. Hello, Mr. Dillon. Doc. Oh, hello, Chester. Who's this you've got, Chester? This is Homer Tisdale, Mr. Dillon. There's a complaint against him. A complaint? Yes, sir. You know Van Wolcott's who's taken over that little store next to the stage office? Yep, I know. Well, sir, he's coming over here in a few minutes. He claims Homer was trying to rob him. Oh. I figured it'd be best to settle the thing right here with you. Were you trying to rob him, Homer? Yes, sir. With a gun or what? No, sir. I got no gun. You were trying to steal something out of his store? Is that it? Yes, sir. Where are you from, Homer? I haven't seen you in Dodge before. No, sir. I'm up homestead in Saline River. But I got starved out, I had to quit. Didn't have no luck at all. Well, you sure don't look as though you'd been eating very regular. No, sir. I ain't. Well, you got him here. Yes, I got him here, Wolcott. Dirty little thief. Marshal, 
I want to sign a complaint against this man. You've been in Dodge about a month now, haven't you, Wolcott? Well, what's that got to do with it? Well, back east, I guess they're a little more formal the way they handle things. Now, why don't you just tell me what happened? Well, I was next door at the stage office talking to Jay Buford. We heard a crash over my store, something falling. So we run out, and there he was. We caught him red-handed, Marshal. Caught him doing what? Stealing. That's what. You haven't told me what he stole. He had a whole handful of potatoes, Marshal. What? The man's a thief. He belongs in jail. Is this true, Homer? Is that what happened? Yes, sir, Marshal. It's true. I was hungry and I saw them potatoes, and I thought he wouldn't miss a couple. I could pay him back later. A man who steals belongs in jail. He shouldn't have done it, Walcott. I admit that. Well, then throw him in jail. I can't do that. Why? Well, for one thing, Chester and I have got to ride up to Fort Larned for a few days. There wouldn't be anybody here to watch him or feed him. Well, leave him some water. That's all he needs. Chester? Yes, sir? Take Homer over to the Long Branch, will you? Maybe Sam Noonan can put him to work sweeping out, washing glasses, or something. Now, now look here, Marshal. You ain't going to make a fool out of me. Get going, Chester. Come on, Homer. Now, look here, Marshal. I'm telling Mr. you Mr. Walcott, why don't you go back to your store? Maybe somebody's found a few pennies and wants to buy that handful of potatoes. Doc was right. There probably were a dozen men around Dodge that should have been in jail. But if the law was going to start locking up men like Homer Tisdale, I figured they wouldn't need me to handle the job. At least that's what I thought on the way to Fort Larned. It was four days later when we got back and I found out different. We were riding up Front Street, past the stage office when Jay Buford, the stage company manager, and Dan Wolcott spotted us and started yelling. I had Chester take my horse while I got down and went over to see what they wanted. You come back just in time, Marshal. If he'd done what I said, it wouldn't have happened. I was just telling Walcott, if you didn't get back today, we'd have to do something ourselves. What's the trouble, Buford? Murder. Murder and robbery, Marshal. What? Right there in the stage office. Charlie Reynolds is dead and $10,000 is gone. Happened this morning. Hold up. It was about 8 o'clock, Marshal. And I just opened up my store and gone into the stage office to say good morning to Jay. He was standing there talking to Charlie Reynolds, and I no sooner got inside than a voice out back yelled at us to throw up our hands. And we did, too. And then this gunman come forward wearing a mask, and he knew right where the money was, too. I had it in the treasure box waiting for the stage to go north, Marshal. He opened it up, it was all bills, and he scooped them out into his pocket. Then he stood there, Marshal. And he told us not to try to follow him. And then before we could even move, he pulled the trigger on poor old Charlie Reynolds and killed him. Just like that. For no reason at all. You didn't follow him? You got away? Who's going to follow a killer like that? We ain't crazy. Any idea who it was? You bet we do. Who? That mess didn't hide nothing. Well, who was it? Homer Tisdale. What? Plain as day. Even if he hadn't spoken. Homer ain't so meek as he looks, Marshal. He's a killer. That's what he is. 
All that other stuff is just pretending. You should have put him in jail first off. Any idea where he is? He must be halfway to Texas by now. But you better find him, Marshal. Yep. That Homer's a mighty cool one if you're still in Dodge, Mr. Dillon. Well, maybe he hasn't heard about it yet, Chester. You don't think he did it, do you? We'll ask him if he's in here. There he is. Moving out back of them tables. Hello, Marshal. Chester. Hello, Homer. Fellas looking for a drink? Ain't 10 o'clock yet. How long have you been here, Homer? Oh, I come to work about 8.30, Marshal. Why? Where were you before that? Out back. Sam lets me sleep in the shed he's got out there. Homer, can you prove that you were out there at 8 o'clock? Did anybody see you? No. Nobody ever comes out there. Why, Marshal? The stage office was robbed this morning, and a man was shot and killed. Dave Buford and Van Wolcott witnessed it. They say you did it. Me? They're willing to swear to it. I didn't rob them. I didn't kill nobody. I wouldn't do nothing like that, Marshal. You don't believe them, do you? It doesn't matter what I believe, Homer. But there are two witnesses, and you haven't even got an alibi. But, Marshal, I was just out back there eating a little bread and some bacon a fella gave me. Homer, will you promise me something? Sure, Marshal. What? That you won't leave Dodge? I'm bad trouble, ain't I? Yep. I won't run. I promise. Three days later, Judge Stokes' circuit court brought him to Dodge. I went over and talked to him about Homer Tisdale, but it was like talking into a rain barrel, or rather a whiskey barrel. The judge seemed to have more interest in corn liquor than in the law, and all I could get out of him was that a jury would have to decide the case. So, the following Monday morning, court was opened in an old dance hall across the railroad tracks. A jury was sworn in, and Judge Stokes took over. First, he put Van Wolcott on the stand, and then Jay Buford. Chester and I sat with Homer and watched. Marshal, there's something I don't understand. What, Homer? Well, that judge has been talking to Wolcott about me, and now he's going to talk to Buford. Ain't he going to ask me nothing? Sure, he'll put you on the stand, but you'll have your lawyer to help you. By what? That man, sitting over there. He's a lawyer the judge appointed to defend you. Oh. Well, how can he help me when he ain't even talked to me? He won't know what to say. Well, he'll talk to you, Homer. I guess there's no hurry. Mr. Dillon, I've never seen that lawyer before, did you? He's a stranger to me, Chester. But Judge Stokes seems to know him. What I don't understand is, why ain't there a persecutor? Prosecutor, Chester. But I asked the judge about that, and he said there was no need for one. Well, I guess he knows what he's doing. Buford's sworn in now. Let's listen. And now, Mr. Buford, we've heard the testimony in detail from Mr. Walcott. So, to speed things up a little, I'll just ask you a few questions. Oh, yes, sir. You were at the stage office when the holdup took place, right? That's right, Your Honor. And you saw everything, Mr. Walcott saw, that right? Yes, sir. 
The bandit came in, took ten thousand dollars in bills out of the box, and then shot and killed me. What's his name? Uh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie Reynolds, Your Honor. Uh, yes, uh, Charlie Reynolds. Uh, all right, Mr. Buford. Now, I want you to tell the gentlemen of the jury who that bandit was. It was Homer Tisdale, Your Honor. Homer Tisdale? How'd you know it was him? Well, he had a mask on, but it didn't really hide nothing. It was him, all right. And besides, it was his voice playing his tape. Then you knew him before. Well, sure. The day we caught him robbing Walcott's store. He's been a thief ever since he came to Dodge. Now look here. Your Honor. You're out of order, Marshal. Your Honor, he's given the jury a wrong impression of this man. Sit down, Marshal, or I'll hold you in contempt. That's better. Hm. The jury is competent to judge the evidence, Marshal. All right, Mr. Buford, you may step down. Oh, yes, sir. We'll now hear from the defense. Take over, Mr. Ship. Well, he didn't ask me nothing, Marshal. You said he would. Wait, Homer. Let's see what your defense says about it. May it please the court and the gentlemen of the jury, you've heard the evidence. I rest my case. Oh, what? Really? That ain't no defense, Mr. Dillon. What's he mean, Marshal? Sitting down already. Mr. Dillon, I can't do that. Silence in the court! Silence! The jury will retire to consider the evidence, and it will return with its verdict in, say, half an hour. And it better be the right verdict, or I'll hold you all in contempt. Get. Now get to work. I don't understand, Marshal. That man had the right to say something for himself. Yep, so did I, Homer. That defense fella sure didn't help. Where's the judge going now? Outside for a drink, I expect. You wait here with Chester. Will you talk to him, Marshal? Will you tell him I didn't do it? I'll be back. Have a nip, Marshal? No thanks, Judge. I always like to get the jury out. Gives a man time for a little refreshment. That's some good corn you make here. Yep. You know something, Marshal. I'm a drinking man. But I've never been drunk in my life. Never once. Well, that's fine, Judge. Marshal, I'm sorry I had to sit you down so hard in there, but of course it's got to be run by one man or it'll get out of hand. I know. I've seen it happen. I've seen some things happen in court too, Judge. But I never saw an accused man not get a chance to defend himself before. You've heard, you've heard the evidence, Marshal? What defense could he make? It'd just be a waste of time. Oh, I see. I want to get this trial over with. I've got to take the Santa Fe up to Abilene at midnight, and 
That doesn't give me much time to see Dodge now, does it? No, I guess it doesn't. In fact, half an hour is too long for that, Jerry. I'm going to call them back now. If you'll excuse me, Marshal. Sure. Maybe you'll change your mind and have a drink with me after? Hmm? Yeah, maybe. He sure didn't give that jury much time, did he, Mr. Dillon? No, he didn't, Chester. What do you think they'll say, Marshal? Well, they haven't much choice, Homer. Well, gentlemen, have you reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. Let's hear it. We find the defendant, Homer Tisdale, guilty. Oh, Homer Tisdale, stand up. I ain't guilty. I didn't do nothing. Stand up, Homer. Go on. It ain't fair. Homer Tisdale, you've been found guilty. Where's the money? What did you do with the $10,000? I ain't got it, Judge. I didn't take it. Honest. Silence! Since you won't tell us where you buried that money, I'm gonna sentence you. For robbery, you get 20 years in prison. 20 years? But you'll never serve them, Homer Tisdale. You're a double-dyed monster and your hands are steeped in human blood. Creatures of your like aren't fit to live. Away with you. For murder, I sentence you to be hanged by the neck until you're dead. Court dismissed. Marshal? Marshal, did you hear him? Did you hear what he said? I've never seen nothing like it. There might just as well never been a trial at all. Take Homer to jail, Chester, and keep him there. It ain't right, Mr. Dillon. It ain't right at all. Do it, Chester. Yes, sir. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to have a drink with Judge Stokes. What? Yep, we're going to become real good friends. Have another drink, Judge? Oh, no, no more, Miss Kitty. I've got to be going. Oh, go on. Pour him one, Kitty. He's got an hour yet before his train leaves. Sure, you'll have another, Judge. There, you can't sit around a whole hour without a drink. Uh, but, but I told you. Aren't you enjoying yourself, oh. Judge? Oh, it isn't that, Miss Kitty. Uh, but, but I haven't been alone all day or night. It's been my pleasure, Judge. I don't often get a chance to be with a man like you. Oh, I know, I know. But there must be things you have to do. I don't feel right taking up your time this way. Don't worry about him, Judge. People don't really get serious about breaking the law around here. Till after midnight, anyway. I'll put you on the train, Judge. Then I'll get to work. Uh, no, I don't want anybody to put me on the train. It's less than an hour now. Marshal, I insist I go alone. I'm going to leave now. It doesn't take that long to get to the depot, Judge. I want to walk a little around. I want to walk around a little first. By myself, I want to walk. I like being alone sometimes. Everybody does. Okay, Judge. 
I understand. You go on alone if you want. Well, um, I'm grateful to you, Marshal, for all you've done. Well, uh, it was a pleasure meeting you, Miss Kitty. Goodbye, Judge. Look me up when you come back. Oh, of course. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, goodbye, Marshal. Goodbye, Judge. Let me know when he goes out the door, Kitty. I will. I don't know what this is all about, Matt, but I hope I did what you wanted. You were a real help. It got pretty tiresome till we came in here. There he goes, Matt. You better hurry if you're going to follow him. I'm going to pick up Chester first. I think I know where the judge is going. See you later, Kitty. Sure, Matt. Gracious. That must have drove him crazy, Mr. Dillon. You dogged him around that way. Oh, it worried him some, Chester. That's how I knew I must be right. Here we are. You better watch through the side window or they'll see us. Yep. Can you see anything, Mr. Dillon? Yep. They're in the back there. And Judge Stokes is with them, all right. Come on. We'll walk right in the front door. Now look, Chester. Get to one side when we go in. Yes, sir. Uh, who's that out front? I had that. It's Dylan. What, what's he doing here? I thought you wanted to be alone, Judge. Shoot him? Shoot him, I tell you. He, he knows. Well, Buford, Walcott, which one of you is going to shoot me? One of you must have a gun somewhere. You shot Charlie Reynolds. Nope. All right, then. Get your hands up while we search you. Well, I got a gun, Marshal. Here, I'll give it to you. Get his gun, Chester. Still in his pocket. Yes, sir. How much money did they give you out of the 10000 Judge? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Marshal, uh, but I'll see you in court for this. Oh, I'll be in court with you and in front of Judge Brooking. You overplayed your hand today, Judge Stokes. You and that bought defense lawyer. And I'll find him before the night's out. You wouldn't dare arrest a judge? <laughs> Who ever heard of such a thing? Well, now, I guess maybe a judge is a pretty important man, isn't he? <laughs> he certainly is. Yep. Well? I'll tell you. Since you are the most important man here, I'm going to give you a cell by yourself. You can have Homer Tisdale's. He won't be needing it anymore. Now get moving. You have been listening to a KNON Theater of the Air production of Gunsmoke, The Trial, made possible by the generous support of Lone Star Sound and the Art Center Theater of Plano. The cast for this show, Matt Dillon was played by Mike Damasio, Miss Kitty was played by Ree Trado, Chester was played by Rob Frey. Doc was played by Ken Schwartz. Homer Tisdale was played by Sebastian Seiden. The Judge was played by Daniel Lunt. Van Walcott was played by Ken Schwartz. Ship was played by Mike Damasio. And Jay Buford was played by Daniel Lunt. 
This is your announcer, Sam Baker.